0: Shooting it raw? Yes. Shooting it raw. Hello.
1: Carrie.
0: Ran.
1: Oh, so good to talk to you. Oh my goodness.
2: Awesome.
1: Okay, so Carrie, how about you You, you t- tell me a story about the first time you learned how to ride a bicycle so I could check the sound levels.
0: Sure. I believe it was a blue and white banana seat, like high handlebars number. It seemed really big to me, but I was only four years old. It just seemed like such a big girl bike. Uh-huh. And uh, it did have a couple of crashes. Of course. I remember one, one in the parking lot in front of the Safeway,
2: <laughs>
1: one, in
0: the, one in the gravel alley behind our house. Nice. But I picked, I picked it up pretty fast, and I've been in love with the bikes ever since.
1: Of course, yes, and we will talk about that. Okay, so oh, yeah. so hold on. I have to do this right. So Carrie Wall is joining me on uh, Shooting It Raw, and it's such a treat. We've known each other for many years, drifted past each other once, a, once in a while. Um, you're a good person, good beans, really smart, and really happy to have you on the podcast.
0: Thank you so much, Ran. It's lovely to hear your voice and be with you. I'm glad our paths are crossing again. <laughs> that's,
1: my <laughs> that's my ridiculous, like, cheesy guitar. Okay. Um, <laughs> usually how it works is we just dive into the photos and see where the conversation uh, takes us. And I know it's going to be just great. Great. Cool. So- I
0: like your format. This is a great format.
1: Oh, okay nice okay so the fir- the first photo um, is uh, photo one it's basically I- I'll just describe it uh, you're it's like you're standing I guess in in a bit of an a high a high meadow not quite above the tree line maybe above the tree line and the bottom part of the of the image is just really nice green trees it's probably summer in in the back there are these like really jagged beautiful peaks that could To me, only say Rocky Mountains. Uh, Maybe I'm completely wrong. And then blue sky, not a cloud in the sky. So what is this picture?
0: So I took this photograph with my iPhone two weeks ago. uh, Two weeks, two weeks ago, yesterday. Nice. And it's not far from my house, where or my apartment, where I where I am right now, in Fernie, British Columbia.
1: Fernie, British Columbia.
0: Fernie. So these mountains in the in the center of the photograph, we we call them the three sisters. Uh some people I think there might be an older name. Some some people might call it Mount Trinity uh-huh. again because of the three the three sisters. Right. I have hiked up to the top of that top one in the middle before I did what? that one time.
1: Wow, that looks yep. really well, aggressive. It looks really
0: it it was a big
1: deal. Well, so so just so okay, so essentially you're looking at these these this this rocky mountain range. And you see the tree line thin out. And then it, the, the top of the, of the peaks are just, it's just rock. It just looks like rock and shadow.
0: It is definitely a Rocky Mountain vibe. It is in the Canadian Rockies.
1: Yeah, nice. Yeah. So were you, were you bike riding to this point to make this photo?
0: Actually, on this day, I was simply walking. I, my body doesn't like it if I bike too many days in a row. Too much time in the saddle or like sitting down. Oh, that's rough. Uh, I need to to mix it up a bit. So on this day, actually, it was the afternoon. It was like, well, maybe it's not hot for you in Hong Kong, but here it was 34 degrees. That's hot. And I thought, you know what? I just want to walk. I'm not going to bike. I'm going to give myself a rest. And I I got to this point where I took the photograph after walking from my house for about maybe 20 or 30 minutes. Nice. Yeah. And I looked up and I was remarking because it's usually at this time of the year that the three sisters are finally bare of snow. Mm. They're only... they're only fully bare of snow for a few weeks of the year. And In fact, I think there might be some little tiny pockets can, of snow in the shadow. Yeah,
1: you can see some snow in there.
0: It looks like there's some snow in there. But the other, yeah, I looked yesterday. I was up at the same spot yesterday on my bike uh-huh. and I didn't see any snow. But then typically, you know, by next week, we could have snow up there again.
1: Oh, dude. Well, wow, it's just beautiful. I I know I know what it's like to ride in the in the in the mountains in BC and it's so yes. dramatic and it's so beautiful and it's so perfect and you know this to me is just wow. Yeah. So so this is only a half hour walk from your house.
0: Yeah, I I leave my apartment, I walk down the street, I walk through a little um residential neighborhood which is almost all single single family housing, although I do live in a in an apartment building, and then I in about ten minutes, I'm out in the forest.
1: <laughs> I'm laughing. Uh, <laughs> I'm also <laughs> laughing for something else. Okay, so so oh, that's my... kind
0: of like where you live, no? Uh,
1: not not You're, not you.
0: Yeah, you well, have some we're... jungle really accessible.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, it's right. Basically, in the backyard is basically the right. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, right. But good point though. But no, the reason why I'm laughing is because uh, my daughter now is going to the Canadian International School. And ah. and the people who work there um are from Alberta. And when uh-huh. I when I hear Americans make fun of Canadians, um, you know, just <laughs> listening to the words that you're using now, it's like about and out. And it's like we say it like That's me. You know, no 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 hold on, hold on. But it's not the kind of the the the, the bad cliche of boot and uh out oh, and you know. Okay. <laughs> so I'm just like, yeah, you're full on Canadian, I love it, because you're not saying it. I love it. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's good. Okay, great.
1: Um, you, know, I, you know, it's such a for me. This is a, a perfect example of Canada summer at its finest. Wow! And it, right. as you say, thirty-four degrees. A lot of people don't realize it can get really hot.
0: Yes, it's really hot. It was. A, I was a hot, sweaty day, and uh, I was I was walking alone, and I I was really feeling the isolation of that photograph because I've been quite isolated lately. And I thought, well, here I am, out in the forest, all by myself, looking at the mountains, uh, just feeling, like, identifying with that sense of isolation. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, it, it, I'm assuming you're saying isolation because of COVID or because of just socially now you're in part in your life where it, you're just isolated from people for whatever reason that I don't know.
0: It's, it's both.
1: Okay. Yeah. Is it in yeah, a, a Zen sense? A good sense or a negative sense
0: <laughs> I, it goes it goes between the two of them, uh-huh. but i i I mean COVID has sort of exacerbated what was already going on with me for the last few years, so a part of what I'm feeling in this photograph is also that sense of I'm an empty nester, uh-huh. Because my son is 23, he's moved out, and this was actually this is my first summer ever living without him.
1: Oh wow! wow, I, wow. Oh yeah,
0: and actually, it's my first summer ever living alone.
1: Oh, that, you
0: know, I've, I'm having these firsts. So I've never lived alone in the summer before. Wow, never lived without my son ever before in the summer. Who
1: has the greatest name?
0: Does he have the greatest name?
1: He does have the greatest
0: name, N- Nakota. It's I a know. great name,
1: Nakota. Thank you. Such a beautiful name. <laughs> Yeah, I just, like, so so it, it's you're alone. As soon as you're born, you start dying. You know, it can be pretty. Right. <laughs> it's just, but yeah, I can, I can, and especially with COVID, it's even more pronounced. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Hi, are you doing okay? Are you okay? How's your mental health?
0: I would say my mental health is really, really good.
1: You in okay? So when people who who, who know me and who well, first of all, my name means joy. And my my energy is spastic and like you know. um, but people would say I'm pretty pretty positive and 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 smiley and 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 fun. You come across I was, that way. Well, think it's all an act. It's but all an but act.
0: some of us some of us know more
2: about you than others.
1: Sure, sure. Yeah, but yeah. so but I know I know you as that too as being really mm-hmm. full of energy, positive, optimistic. Um, you know. Thank you. Yeah, and and you know we could talk about your work in leadership and we'll probably get to that later but um yeah so i can so th- as you say this is your first time living alone summer alone <clears throat> okay
0: and it makes sense that you would ask about mental health i think that's very um appropriate and very compassionate oh. to ask about that absolutely
1: yeah well um, in, in in the podcast that i'm going to publish <laughs> Oh, yeah. So, do no, you tell me about I'm, your I'm problems? That's <laughs>
0: right. How does it feel, Carrie? <laughs> it's
1: um, an
0: adjustment. It's sure. An, it's a, a total adjustment. Yeah.
1: It's, now, is Fernie, for people who've never been, such as myself, what is Fernie like? Is it like this podunk town of one gas station and one grocery store?
0: We got two grocery stores. I think there's three gas stations. There's two sets of traffic lights, I think.
1: How many family <laughs> um, names?
0: Right, yeah, there are quite a few. But there's about that's a good
1: question. there are five
0: about five thousand people is the population of the town. Uh, right. And it's a very uh um it's pretty homogeneous, like it's very white people, okay. European heritage for sure, town. Okay. And um yeah, there's a there's a pretty working class vibe in town because the main industry here is coal mining.
1: Oh, wow really mm-hmm. oh.
0: coal mining we're like the coal mining capital of uh canada
1: oh i didn't know this
0: and uh and then also but tourism so tourism's a close second because we've got all this like mountain recreation going on nice. so there's coal mining mountain recreation what are, about are hemp? The big
1: has hemp beginning to grow there
0: not i mean i think there is some but not like in the west kootenai so that i i'm fernie is called in terms of British Columbia political geography it's called the East Kootenay okay and then like the towns of Nelson which you might be familiar with mm. Nelson and Rossland they're in the West Kootenay mm. and it's hot it's hotter there they have a bit of a different climate and they're very much known for hemp mm. production
1: right what what is the largest game animal that you've seen most recently
0: that would be an elk
1: okay how how recent um Friday. Ah, there you go. That's very Canadian. What was the most? What was what was the most full-on animal in terms of carnivore? Oh, like
0: a carnivore.
1: I mean, I don't want to use the word cougar since that would describe you as well. uh, Oh, thank you. Right,
0: good or bad. (laughs) Cougars are very the predator. Cougars are around, but they're stealth. Mm. I haven't seen a cougar in years, Mm.
1: actually. Mm.
0: Um, bears, we see bears They're not carnivores, though.
1: they're more omnivore Sure, but you know, the yeah. bears will mess you up They're pretty full on Bear,
0: yeah, bears, bears. Is it grizzly we'll or black bears out there? We have more black bears But um, I'm on I'm, I'm on a Facebook page that is A, a local like mountain biking Trails page, mm-hmm. and people will Often post like, oh, just saw a grizzly At the such Whoa. and such junction, or oh Just saw a family of black bears at the top Whoa. of such and such Trail, full to on. Like, give people a heads up yeah. Full on so wow. I've been seeing posts like that this week that I heard there's some grizzlies around.
1: Wow. Um, okay. Well, this sets the tone, I think, very beautifully, very nicely. Um, okay. Let you want to move to onto the next photo? Or do you want you to say anything else about this one? Okay. No, this is great. I love the next yeah. photo, too, um, because I get to see half of your face. So in this photo, do you want to describe the photo or shall I describe the photo? What I see. Go ahead,
0: Rand. Okay. You're good at
1: it. Oh, thanks. Okay. So it's basically the photograph is at your sternum upwards. You're wearing a cardigan, uh, what I'd call a, um, uh, Kurt Cobain cardigan. You know, this one, this particular one is, uh, is, uh, charcoal and, uh, you've got, let's see. So you can see half of your face cut off at the top lip and then you've got the hashtag anosmia awareness sort of lanyard in orange and white and you're in a oh. kind of you're in a kind of like a i don't know it looks like a classroom pot- potentially yeah so it um photographically it's some would say it's a it's not exactly in focus blah blah blah, blah you know all that crap but it's a it's a selfie it's from what I, I from what I know of you it's meaningful so why don't you talk about the absent.org or whatever like why why send me this image as your second image
0: sure. thanks. yeah this is this is important to me this is uh symbolizes or signifies a a big loss i had just over 2 years ago i became anosmic i have a condition called anosmia And what that means is I can't smell, Mm -hmm. but also consequently, I can't really taste my, I can't taste either. So food is pretty much dead to me. Like food is just a chore. Really eating is not enjoyable anymore. So... It's, yeah, it's a big loss. Wow, wow, wow. And I posted this selfie with the anosmia, hashtag anosmia awareness lanyard that I received from um on February 28th. I'm pretty sure is the date that I posted this on my Instagram.
2: Mm-hmm. It's
0: anosmia aware, International Anosmia Awareness Day. Wow. And so, it, of course, and I, it, you only see half my face because I purposely cut off my nose because... Having a nausea is like having no nose,
1: mm. and no taste, as you say.
0: Yeah, yeah I know why my, my mouth is closed, but yeah, the taste—I can taste sweet and salty, right. and sour. Mm. But, um,
1: but just—but not—but essentially, not the tone, right? So you have the no, yeah, you have the, the no. Like if br- I if
0: I eat peanut butter, I can taste like maybe if there's some sugar or some salt in it, but I wouldn't know even that it's peanut butter. Oh like, my goodness! I, yeah.
1: Wow. Wow, wow. So that so how did you did it come on onset? Look, this is going to be kind of an educational thing for other people. Sure, you know? So let's, let's. so did it come suddenly or did it come gradually?
0: It was suddenly and huh. you may have heard, well, a lot of people have now. There's been a, l- a huge increase awareness about anosmia because it's a symptom also of of COVID. Mhm. Mhm. People losing their sense of smell and taste for a period of time. And so, but I, I got, I became anosmic in May 2018, well before the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Um, but the doctors who I saw, I saw many, all postulated that it must be due to a virus. Like it must, <sighs> so they call it, they call it post-viral anosmia.
1: Holy shit. The, the, other,
0: the other kinds of anosmia that people tend to get are, um like from a head trauma Mm. Uh, they call yeah it's like a
1: we could
2: talk about that
0: (laughs) yeah so yeah so you know you could have had a brain injury or Mm. head trauma and then it's like post-traumatic anosmia Mm. and then i've also known some people who have become anosmic due to um what happens when they've been treated for cancer i don't know if it's the chemotherapy or the radiation but that can also induce anosmia. Mm. And then a very, very tiny percentage of the population is born anosmic. And usually those people are simply born without an olfactory bulb in their brain.
1: Wow, wow, wow. Have you met people with that?
0: Not in real life. Okay. But connected online a little bit. There are congenital anosmics out there, but they're a very tiny percentage of the population.
1: And do you, is it potentially, is it essentially at this point done fixed not to return or is there a potential that for whatever reason however you will somehow regain that faculty
0: it may come, like there's no promises. People seem to know very little about anosmia, and it's only really become under recent medical or research scrutiny because of the coronavirus. Wow! So up till now, people have said, well, who knows? You know, literally, huh. who knows? Huh. Some people will live their whole lives never regaining it, and some people, it will suddenly come back, or it will slowly come back. Some people, it comes and goes.
1: Mm. Uh, so, so here's how, you know, how I'll bring my you know my experience to it. You you mentioned head trauma. Okay, I was run over by a car. I had brain injury. Uh
2: And Uh um,
1: I don't remember being in the hospital and having any kind of anosmia. I mean, I I have no sense of that. But what I do remember is as the amnesia started to fade and I was Mm -hmm. paralyzed in in the hospital bed, I remember, in fact, having a very heightened sense of smell. Really? and, and, And in fact, Delian to this day says, you know, I live in a world of smells that like that, that atypical, like she has never, you know, I don't think she's met people quite like me in that I really do inhabit this world of smell where it's just, it's quite, if anything, it's on, it's my, it's way attuned, super high. So if anything, I, I can't, <laughs> I can't quite relate, but I can, I can imagine how, as you say, food is a chore and it's kind of like, oh, you know, like to have that sapped away, yeah. So, how did you bring? How did you process this?
0: Well, it's interesting. I, I kind of like. Um, I think you. I was listening to a few of your podcasts. Oh, yeah, the one with your sister, Yale. Mm-hmm. I was listening to that one recently. And she, I think you were talking at some point, I forget now why, but you were talking about like the four or five stages of grief.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh,
0: right. um, and, and the first one is denial. And so I, ha- I was having denial for like a number of months.
1: <laughs> mm. Wow. Okay. It's,
0: it's, it's, not really happening. I'll just ignore it. It'll turn around. I don't know what's happening. I'll think about other things. Like I didn't, I wasn't really accepting it. Mm-hmm. And, and then for a while I was definitely angry which I think is the next sort of clinical phase mm-hmm. of, of grief. And then, um,
1: rationalization. Then actually, I,
2: think.
0: Ra- 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 I don't know if I rationalized. I'm not sure. I don't know if I went through that, but then I, I did go through like a long period of grieving as if I'd lost a loved one or oh, someone okay. had died. Sure. And I was very, very, very sad and did a lot of crying about it. And then I remember thinking, Well, am I just sad about this? Or am I also sad now that like I'm becoming an empty nester and Nakota's
2: uh, gone away to
0: college? I was like, What what am I grieving? And sometimes people therapists and grief experts, they do talk about how you go through layers of grief.
2: Sure.
0: And I was like, Okay, well here we are. We're just gonna grieve everything, I guess.
1: <laughs>
0: uh-huh. <laughs> and so,
1: well there's no difference. The, the- well, espe- well there's no defining line like right especially with something like right. smell which is so intimate you know i mean yeah. it's like you know in terms of how i would bring i mean like me when mm-hmm. i when i am intimate with somebody i i mm-hmm. get my nose right in there you know yeah and of course and so for, so i could totally see how and i'm sorry if what i'm saying is no, making making it more present fine. for you but
2: no
0: this is fine
1: but um wow yeah i can i get and and you know, like for example, I was listening to this one neuro, uh, neuroscientist saying that essentially our eyes are connected to our brains in a way that our eyes are really just extensions of our brains. But then when you mm-hmm. think about your your nose, it is, you know, you know, like for example, I was walking with with Cadence and she said like just yesterday, oh, you know, this smell reminds me of Powell River, right? Just speaking of uh-huh. British Columbia. And I was right. just, you know, she's in Hong Kong, yet a smell connects her immediately mm-hmm. to Powell River. And so for you, I mean, so what is the last thing you remember smelling?
0: Oh, that's interesting. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what it was. I do remember when I first discovered I was an Osmic, though. I was, um, I'd come back from what I thought was a pretty sweaty mountain bike ride. And I took off my shirt, and I gave it the smell test to see if, like, could I wear it riding again tomorrow, or does it really need to go in the laundry?
1: (laughs) Problem solved.
0: Bad joke, bad joke. I I know. I was like, oh, I guess I can wear it again tomorrow. Whatever. Weird. The next day I, I wore it, I went riding again, came back, and I took it off and smelled it. And I was like, it still doesn't smell. That doesn't make sense. And I put it in the laundry. I jumped in the shower, you know. Took out the shampoo, and I was like, I can't smell the shampoo. And oh, suddenly, yeah. I was like, Holy oh, shit. what is happening?
1: Oh, my goodness. But I don't
0: remember the last thing I smelled. That's a great
1: question. Uh, huh? Wow. Mm-hmm. So, one of the things that, like, when I had the brain injury, I could rem- yeah. I can remember, for example, uh, uh, cognitively, I was like that of a five or an eight-year-old, right? Like, in uh-huh. the sense of I had a severe brain injury, and i could not perform better than a 5 or an 8 year old on cognitive tests yet uh. i could remember i knew what it was like to be able to to read and think and and be a high performing person but right. you, you have know, i could I, I could remember that right like I I, right. I I i knew what that felt like i could i could remember what walking felt like even though i couldn't walk um uh-huh. so so wh- what <laughs> what what is how does memory fit into into your anosmia like how does that yeah how does that how does how how do you experience memory of smell
0: um so i work hard sometimes to conjure memories of smell and it's it's difficult to do i think because we humans we don't have a vocabulary around smell so much and um you know, some every time we want to describe a smell, some of us.
1: <laughs> yeah, I again, I live in a w- different you world, might be but yeah, different. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah.
0: <laughs> and a lot of times, if if you try to describe a smell, like what does that smell like, you will use another smell to describe it with. Right. Because we don't really have anything beyond that to describe smells. Uh huh. Um, so congen- congenital anosmics who've never smelled, they don't know what they're missing. Like uh-huh. they just don't have a clue. Sure. But acquired anosmics I can often go to my memory bank and even if I can't conjure the smell I have a vague you know I can have a I know that I liked it or I didn't or Uh if it was pleasant or not and, and when I'm out in the world with people um, and they smell things, which happens all the time, sure. you know, we'll be walking and somebody will say, oh, does that ever smell good? Where's that coming from? You know, like, oh, uh-huh. who's cooking or someone's barbecuing. I'm like, what, really? How do you know? You know, <laughs> I don't know. You know, and people talk about, you know, and even somebody room. was talking. Yeah. Somebody the other day was saying, oh, you know, I was out hiking. Um, I smelled something funky, came across a carcass. Wow. I th- and I think, and, and some bear scat, I got out of there and I thought, Ooh, I wouldn't know. Like if sure. I smell some, like, I wouldn't not have that clue or whatever, but I like it when people describe to me what's going on in the world because I have the memory bank to draw on, you know, when they tell me like, Oh, there must be a movie theater nearby. I'm smelling popcorn. I'm like, hmm. Oh, that's cool. I yeah, can totally remember what that smell is like. And I like it. Uh-huh. And I, I like to be able to work my brain that way to try to remember the smell and, draw it up out of the depths of my brain
1: interesting yeah yeah by analogy like one of the things with me when i was going through that time i would have to rediscover um experiences and then the memories would kind of, i'd have to tap into them and i have to go like kind of go through these like almost like a maze or kind of go go like it was like this weird exploratory thing where where all of a sudden when I would remember something that I'd forgotten, I'd be like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's <gasps> it. That's it. You know, like it was this. It's thick...
0: a big brain exercise.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Ah, interesting. Wow. So have you ever smelled durian? If I say durian, mm. do you know what that smells like? It's a no, very I specific. Don't, but people unique...
0: say it's very pungent, very strong.
1: It's a very unique smell. And I'm not saying this like, oh, maybe you guys. Could... No, no not that. But it's kind of like, yeah, no. you know, it's so people would. It's like coffee. You know, like, how do you describe coffee? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, as you say, you use it by analogy. Oh, this one's very chocolatey, and this one's very, you know, right. v- a vaginal. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. okay. Everybody's just like, what kind I've, of coffee I've, this is going to have that's vaginal?
0: I've heard people say, like, oh, well, you could eat durian then, and you wouldn't be put off by it. And right. People say that it's a – it's a,
1: But if you don't taste it. Maybe an
0: acquired it, smell, or I don't know what the deal is no, with it's, it. I've, it's, I've never –
1: yeah well it's it's sort of like you know you know it's for, for example, you know here uh somebody from the Philippines will eat durian and go, "Oh, this is so yummy and creamy and uh-huh. delicious, but then they'll uh-huh. smell blue cheese and say like, "How can you possibly eat that? How revolting and yet people right. who eat blue cheese will be like, Oh my God, how can you eat durian that's like the most disgusting smell ever and yet right but then then for you, it's like as you say, like who cares like it's just texture <laughs> right a little it is sweet. Just
0: texture. But I like it when you said the word blue cheese. I haven't thought about blue cheese since I don't know when. But as soon as you said it, I had the memory of what blue cheese smells like. And I was like, oh, I like that. I like thinking about that. That's fun.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's good. Good one. Good one. Okay, we're going to come back to this. I know we are. But let's move on to okay. the next image because also important. Um, so this one. Uh, okay, so essentially it's a photograph of stickers that you might hand out to uh, like while canvassing. Uh, they're all square in the stickers are like green, big green circles with a yellow check mark and something about October 21st. It's important. And then you have different slogans, which are like, because climate crisis, because the future, because respect for diversity, because uh, equality. Uh, And it's the green something or other. So there's green party of Canada. Yeah. So tell me, what is this image? What is this about?
0: So these are stickers related to the uh, federal election in Canada last year. Was October 21st was election day, voting day, uh, 2019. A uh, whole world new, away.
1: Um, a whole world away. Oh yeah. my goodness.
0: <laughs> that was it. Was in the before times. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was a federal election, and I, it was the first election campaign that I ever became involved in, and I became very heavily involved in it. Mm-hmm. Partly, because it was interesting because I think there's a direct correlation between my anosmia and my decision to become involved in politics.
1: Oh, okay.
0: As I was really grieving for a number of months, feeling like all these parts of my life were dropping away, really things related to sensual pleasure, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, I realized over time, it, and it just... seemed like sort of a natural process as I was grieving and moving through the emotions and coming to terms with my new experience of the world. I thought, I just, I don't know. I thought I am much more, I am mentally focused now. I'm a, I'm a mentally focused, intellectually focused person. Hmm. Like the, the world of sensual pleasures, that's, that door's closed.
1: And it's not going to distract you.
0: I don't know. I just felt like, okay, the door's closed. And then I looked over here and I thought, well, this other door, I could, I could explore this other door a lot more fully than I ever have before.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I, I became much more focused in like my thoughts and yeah, I don't know. I it's sort of like, I became a thinking person in a new, in a new way. Mm-hmm. And, and I, and then I got, and the things that I was thinking about at work, I work for um, the health system, and I work in population health, and we work—we look at things like what are the things that help people be healthy, and we know that the things that really help is if people have stable housing and education and income, if they're not facing things like racism and discrimination, you know, those kind of things, but those kind of things aren't within the realm of the healthcare world to, to look after. Mm-hmm. Those are all political things. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I just decided to become much more politically involved.
1: Okay. Wow. Um, so conservationist, clearly. Um, clearly uh, a humanist, making the world a better place, which is, I mean, yeah. totally, look, right up my alley. Um, mm-hmm. So when you say you got involved, so at what level? So you're just sort of helping somebody else get more prominent or you're kind of sta- stepping forward into the, into, the, into the spotlight?
0: Well, in my in my day job working for the, the health system, I, I do local government policy work with municipalities for the most part, but we stay abreast of things happening at other political levels because that really impacts uh, what's happening at the local government level. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I knew we had this election coming up and one day at work, I was thinking, I thought, well, I thought well who's who's running in our in our federal riding like who's who's running? I knew who the MP was, and I knew he was going to run again. and I thought, well I just, and I just opened Google and I did a quick search, and I noticed that the three people from the three parties who had you know already had declared candidates were all white men in their sixties mm. and I looked at, and I looked at that and I said. I just looked I said to myself, like, again? What? <laughs> like, why? Why is it always like this?
1: <laughs> They're a motivated class. You got it good.
0: <laughs> they are. They are motivated. And I and I was just shaking my head looking at this. And I just thought, well, something has to be done about this. Like, well, who's who's gonna do something about this? Like, someone better do something about this.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And like it was just really a short few minutes later that I thought, well is it someone or like maybe you're someone? Mm -hmm. And so then I started wondering like, um, what some of the other parties were doing. We we have essentially, we have a multi-party system in Canada, although there's only two parties that have ever been in federal power before, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. you know, we do have a number of parties. Um, there was a, a party last year that was had quite a high profile. That was like a breakaway party from the conservatives called the, People's Party of Canada, I'm not sure if you're familiar with them, mm, they no. were very short-lived. Okay. But they ran a lot of candidates last year and they had a lot of money. Anyway, so the People's Party of Canada had a candidate, the Conservatives had a candidate, the NDP had a candidate, and um, I thought, well, who's running for the Greens? Mm. And, and so I checked out the Green Party of Canada that I'd never really paid any attention to before. And I got in there and I said, well, maybe I'll run.
1: <laughs> right. There you go. Finally got it. Okay, cool. Okay.
0: And then, but it turned out that I found out that, oh, there was another woman in Nelson. So our federal riding where I live, because it's rural, is massive. So mm-hmm. the, Nelson is also in within the riding where I live here in Fernie. And I found out, oh, there's a, a woman in Nelson who has also put her name forward. And you two could be, um, you know, Contestants for the nomination, and that'd be really exciting if you did a, have a like a a, a, a a contestant race because then it would bring more royale, attention.
1: for sure. It
0: would, it would bring attention, and uh, so then I go, "Well, who is it? Who is it?" Well, it turns out it's a colleague of mine who I love and respect dearly.
1: <laughs> and you didn't so even have, know.
0: <laughs> no. So then we found out. So then her and I we had this very cooperative, very um, friendly. Uh, nomination contestant race mm-hmm. and it turned out she won. she got four more votes than I did maybe three actually three oh, more votes wow, than I did I wow, think wow, wow wow. So then but we had promised that whoever gets the nomination like the other person will work on their campaign.
1: 100 percent cool.
0: So then she became the candidate and I worked on her campaign very hard. But then of short time after that, so when I was was a nomination contestant, the greens did this whole, Background check. They had to vet me. They vet mm-hmm. all the candidates. I'm not really sure what goes on on the inside of a vetting process, but mm-hmm. I was vetted. I had to answer a lot of questions and provide a lot of information about my history and various things. And then I was asked, like a while later, hey, we had a candidate drop out in Saskatchewan, and it turned out that she didn't actually pass the vetting process. They said, you've already been vetted. We only have a short time till all the candidates' names have to be in. Can you run in that riding?
1: Like, <laughs> nice. And you're like, <laughs> oh, I've, I've never been there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I have. I grew up in Saskatchewan.
1: Oh, okay, okay, okay.
0: But it wasn't the riding where I grew up, but it was just north of there. I mean, I know the area. And so I said, Sure. So I actually was on the ballot for the uh, federal election last year uh, in a riding that I never visited. And wow. I, I couldn't vote for myself, but <laughs> I, I ran. I ran as what they call a paper candidate, mm-hmm. which means you just basically have your name on the ballot. Sure. And the reason and but the, it's it was a new decision that the Green Party of Canada had made a few years prior. They said they had this new goal that they wanted to run an elect uh, a candidate in Every riding across the country. Three hundred and thirty eight ridings, they wanted three hundred and thirty eight candidates. That was their new plan. Right. And so I helped them with that plan. Nice. So I was on the ballot and I actually got almost nine hundred votes.
1: Okay. Wow.
0: Well, I don't know. That's something. No, they didn't, didn't it, even go there. Yeah. It's
1: it's well, I hear I think, you know, it's a um, okay. So let's let's pull focus, pull back a little bit because uh because yeah. we're, we're talking about milestones and stuff. So um We've known each other for for years and years and years and years. And uh, back in uh, whenever 1902, I think, when I was doing performances, and you came to a show. <laughs> and uh, I was an old was, man back then. I was young. No, that doesn't it was make sense.
0: 25 years ago, I met you. 25 years ago, this summer.
1: Jumping, Jesus! Wow! 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 Uh-huh. And uh-huh. Um, you know, we've been good friends, and 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 not necessarily in each other's lives, but. One of the things when I went back to to b c and I saw you in Victoria, we were talking yeah. a bit about uh uh Royal roads university oh there's a plug Royal roads University payers yeah. of huge sponsors of shooting it raw not true uh-huh. not true <laughs> 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 but but uh, we're talking about their their leadership and and support pro- program and then um so was your decision to, to go into, you know, to say, okay, I'm going to go with the Green Party and see how I can contribute my energy, was that in any way supported by the change that you'd gone through in your leadership development? Or is this prior to that whole sort of evolution?
0: I think it's definitely part of my evolution as a, as a leader and in terms of leadership development. Because I, I got my master's degree in leadership in two thousand
1: and six. Mm, okay, okay.
0: From from, from Royal Roads. Mm. And I've been
1: <laughs> they better I mean, send doing, a check.
0: <laughs> I've been doing various forms of leadership since then, and I think this is absolutely um, you know, part of that leadership journey.
1: Okay. Wow. Okay, cool. Let's go back here. This is what's interesting to me, right? Okay. I like I like getting into into that. It's that whole moment of when you make that decision <clears throat> that you kind of your 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 subconscious feeds it and and whatever leads you toward that decision point, right? So so you 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 have the training, you have the work, you're you'd never really paid to the Green Party of Canada, but then suddenly you you thought, okay, I'm I've got this capacity in my brain now because I'm not smelling stuff, I'm. <laughs> Yeah. You know, what well, all not of us? Distracted. I'm not distracted <laughs> yeah. by by farts and whatever. And and then, <laughs> so let's rewind the tape to that day, to the day, to the moment where you kind of had the sort of the internal inclination. You know, the gears are turning, and you're sort of. Uh. So, what was that like? What was that day like?
0: Are you talking about the moment that I decided to become involved with the Green Party? Sure,
1: sure. As it, in terms of that, to finally go, you know what? I think I'm going to do it.
0: It might, have, it might have really been that day I decided that I looked on the web and I, and I saw that there was three older white men all running and I thought, well, this, I'm just not cool with this. Like, I can't abide by this. This just doesn't make sense to me. Um, so that was my first gut instinct. To, and I, right then I went online. I bought a membership to the Green Party. <laughs> gave them a bunch of money. Because I wanted to, I wanted them to know I was serious. So I thought, well, how much money do you donate? Like you can get a membership for as little as ten dollars.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I thought, no, I'm going to give them like a chunk of change because I want them to know that I mean it. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I want, I, I, I mean this. Like I mean it right now. I mean it. I want, I want to be involved. If it means, if it means I throw my my hat in the ring and I run to be the the candidate, so be it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then I came home and I. Talk to friends about it. Talk to my son and his girlfriend about it, and uh, wanted to sort of, you know, like check my gut reaction Mm. and uh, you know get a little more rational about it. And I thought about things like, you know, what you speak about in terms of um, servant leadership. You know, and I think I'm 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 in leadership to help. Like to, to give back, to make the world a better place, like you said earlier. And I don't, it, it's, it doesn't help anything if I'm play small or say, oh no, why would I do that? Or, Mm. you know, if I, if I have something to contribute like that, that, that that leadership identity is a, it's a responsibility Mm -hmm. to me. Like it's a responsibility to help make things go well, like to help things yeah to help to help people to help the world
2: mm-hmm. um,
0: and, and it doesn't help anybody if I sit home and think oh you know who am I to do that oh that looks hard or okay. I might get embarrassed or make a fool of myself I better not so,
1: so let's imagine that that making that commitment on that day in that moment mm-hmm. or whatever it was where you're just like looking online and you're just like okay wait a second let's imagine <laughs> let's now this is going to be look it's a it's a bit of a leap but let's imagine that's okay. a smell okay let's imagine ah. that's a smell and that you have to start ascribing, you know, you know, dis- like ascribing qualities to somebody who doesn't know what that feels like or what that is like, what that sense is like. To have that right. that decision to sort of say, you know, what I'm going to toss my hat in the ring. Who knows where it'll end up? What right. What are the tones? What are the overtones? What are the things that you'd say? Like, well, it's kind of like this, or it's kind of like that. So, how would you make that connection?
2: Ah, to somebody okay. who's
1: kind of like either thinking of doing something similar or somebody who has no idea is like, screw that. I'm never doing shit like that.
0: <laughs> okay, tell me if I'm on the right track with your question here because I like the way you worded that. That was really good. Um, I would say something like, what do, you, what do you want for your life? What do you want for your children? What are some of your deepest desires? What's important to you? And then, you know, so are you going to see to it? You know, mm-hmm. who's going to see to it that that happens? Mm. And I think a leadership mentality is like, it's, this, it's, it's deciding, well, I'll see to it. Okay. You know, like, oh, I wish, my, I wish my kid got treated better at school. You know, you can sit and wish that or you can say, well, I could see to it. Okay. I'm, I'm going to call some of those other parents. I'm going to invite those kids over. I'm going to meet the teacher. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, it's proactive. It's going after what you want.
1: Okay. Do you, is there, is there an overtone of competitiveness? Like no. of, of, so for example, I, I think of you as driven, for example, somebody who does as much cycling and whatever that you do is clearly, <laughs> is clearly going to be driven because it's, it's a, it's a, you know, it's sometimes it's a social thing, but it's mostly, I it can, it can, for me, at least, it's a very kind of solitary uh, thing, but do you have an internal driver or is it a social driver that makes you push push ahead
0: hmm. I think it's mostly internal
1: so self motivated not necessarily oh, i want to do this for the group
0: no I, it's not really i mean i i wish i i wish i had more of a group <laughs> <laughs> i wish i had a group
1: <laughs> oh so we're going back to the photo of you on the on the, the on the mountain <laughs>
0: I, and it's interesting because getting involved with the Green Party, I have met a a, a group. Like and now I'm with a group. So you're part I'm of a tribe. Green, green Party people. And mm-hmm. I, that's really fun for me. So yeah. yeah. So part of my, I guess part of my motivation was um, social, but definitely not in a competitive way. It's more in a collaborative. Where are my people? How can we work together? I want to be on a team
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. sense. Right.
0: Yeah. So for that there was a social drive for that because I remember thinking, well, you know, I can sit here on my own and wish things were different or I could get together with a team and we're all and everyone's working on it together. That sounds more fun. That sounds more efficient.
1: Would you say, though, that because the Green Party of Canada is a is a more formal political organization, that there's less room for that kind of happy accident?
2: Perhaps. Perhaps.
0: That's a good question. I haven't been involved for too long. Like I've really only been involved for, you know, not even a year and a half. Okay. But I don't. Yeah, with with politics and with the Green Party of Canada. But I can't think of any happy accidents. Well,
1: no, that's too bad. Well, one's around the corner. Okay, good.
0: Or maybe maybe this podcast. I don't know because it's a happy accident that you asked me to be here. I don't know what, but yeah, maybe it is around the corner.
1: Who knows? So is there a kind of emergence between? Your political work, your career work, and then your work to raise consciousness for the fact that you can't smell.
0: Mm. It's neat. They, I do find them all really coming together in a quite an incredible way. That's, that part's been really neat, because it's, it was so clear to me that, you know, studying leadership and even how I've refined my ideas about leadership through parenting. Because to me, that's a whole leadership journey.
2: Mm-hmm. Being a parent, mm-hmm.
0: that's that's massive. And um, I write a monthly column about, about parenting teenagers for a magazine here in Fernie, and I still lead parent support groups and do a bunch of leadership in terms of parenting. But um, you know that coming together with my 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 day job and my anosmia and my political work, it does. I do feel like I'm. Having this increased sort of focus towards my, like it's a focusing of my skills and my experience towards where I might have the, the greatest impact or where I'm most interested to, to have an impact. Mm. Even, even the fact of my performance background, as you alluded to, you know, when we met 25 years ago in, in a theatrical context, mm-hmm. you know, the fact that I've got this th- theater background, um, which is actually tiny and a long time ago now. But that too has brought me to a place where I'm very comfortable with public speaking. I'm happy to be in front of crowds. You know, I'm
1: That's well, easy for
0: me. And it's a pillar, yeah. And so I've got all these pillars I'm standing on and all these experiences that are pointing me in this direction.
1: Mm-hmm. Two thousand six you graduated or you started in two thousand six?
0: I graduated in two thousand six. Okay. I started the the leadership master's program in two thousand and four.
1: Okay. And so you graduated in two thousand six. What so one of the um Dimensions, you know that I co-wrote co-authored this book, uh, 12 Dimensions of a Service Leader," and one of the dimensions, this idea of, of you know maturation, continuous learning. How have your thoughts when you learn a program is generally a kind of summary of different ideas and whatever? But then mm-hmm. over time of you doing of being in the mud of 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 leading and maybe talking about leadership and thinking about leadership. How has your maturity um, aged your ideas of leadership? And has it, has it changed in, in respect to what's around you environmentally?
0: Yeah, there's definitely been a huge maturation process. That's, that's a huge part of it. I feel like I see systems a lot better now and um, you know how things work systemically. And I'm, not, I'm really not so worried about what people think of me. Mm-hmm. or i'm not worried about competing with others we can all be leaders we the world needs everyone to be a leader frankly
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know the more leaders there are the better things will go because to me a leader is someone who stands up to take responsibility a leader is someone who says i'll see to it mm-hmm. or you know what needs to get done here mm-hmm. and so it's not a zero sum game and i'm more sure of that now than ever i definitely didn't see it that way when I, you know back in 2006 That that's been a real maturity process, I'd say.
1: So you know, like with Poe and I. So Poe, you co-founded DHL, right? So DHL, Mm -hmm. crazy Mm -hmm. global company. And in in his model for creating this insanely fast, rapidly growing company, is to say, you know, everybody gets a chance in an hour to lead. There are leadership moments that pop up. It's like a vacuum, and so either you step up, or somebody else will step up. Uh-huh. or nobody steps up but so the the idea of you know the, the the manufacturing mindset of leadership is you know top down, top of the pyramid people sit there to command and control whereas the the leadership we talk about which is more competitive in service is to or in, among people, among groups of people is that you have like a, a distributed network of, of leaders right so there's not one, mm-hmm. one leader who says I'm the one but I mean, sometimes you need to have that centralized person to oversee, but it's so much better when you have all these different nodes in your network of people kind of stepping up, going, okay, I'll take the lead on this one, or I'll take the lead on that one. Do you feel politics is the kind of of environment that has let you flex your leadership, exercise that leadership in ways that are appreciated?
0: Well, being involved with the Green Party has been really good that way because it, you know, part of our, part of the worldwide green philosophy is, is the collaboration and that there's strength in diversity and that, um, you know, we need to be working cooperatively together. Competition's not going to help. You know, there's a longstanding principle of nonviolence in, in, in green party philosophy and stuff like that. So our political situation, like in Canada, but mostly, you know, worldwide, Politics is a zero-sum game. You win or you lose. You are the leader, mm-hmm. and it's it's set up adversarially. It's a, quite an ancient system, if you ask me. Like it's it's old thinking. It's not super modern. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, but even that calls me to to do whatever I can in whatever small role I can play to help change that. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think competitive governments help people. Or the planet in any way whatsoever. This is not helpful for sustainability. Um, when, when everyone's fighting over resources, the earth loses. Sure. And it's just not the way to do things. So within the Green Party, I've, um, I'm, on, I'm, I'm on the executive now. For the, I'm on the board, the executive for our, our riding association for the Green Party.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I have been asked if I would run again in this riding in the next election, because the person who ran previously, my friend who I supported last year, she says she's out now. Okay. Um, you know, and I would run again. And I think that there are lots of opportunities for me to to help, even just change the conversation.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm not I'm not in it for an ego trip. Mm-hmm. I'm not in it for fame. But I know that if I had the opportunity to to run in an election, or even to speak more about this, or you know, be involved with more people having my voice in there automatically changes the whole game. Sure. The whole narrative would change because of my desire to, to get along, to mm-hmm. take responsibility, to work together, to be collaborative, to change systems, to think systemically, you know, that's yeah. a good
1: thing. It's almost a cliche to say that one person <laughs> can make a difference, you know, and one person but because it's true. absolutely, hundred <laughs> percent. And I think like, because because your 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 unique voice is what inspires others and 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 unites others and attracts others. So absolutely, yeah, yeah, for sure. I like talking to you. This is fun. Thanks,
0: Rand. This is I cool. love it too. Yeah,
1: yeah, you're you're a good yeah. good soul. I love it. The, ending the podcast is always a bit of like a how do you how do you how do you (laughs) you just go you know just like okay bye but um let's just say okay if there was one note to let to leave kind of up in the air to to sort of resound and echo for people listening who would be like you know what that that gets me motivated to 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 reach out, to get up, to, to do something. What can you give? What little nugget or little sentence or, or thought or idea can you give to kind of uplift people or, or whoever?
0: Okay, thanks. thanks for that opportunity, Rand. That's a fun question. I, right away, I, I had a thought that I wanted to share. And, um, you know, this idea, of course, that politics is mostly older white men in Canada, um, is, that's sort of the, the feel of it, really lends to this um, sense that it's dull and serious. But it's just because of who's been involved up till now. I think leadership and even politics can be a lot of fun. And when you look at young people learning to walk, learning to talk, learning to ride a bike, you know, they want something because they're interested and it's cool and they, they want to know and experience and it's fun. And we can approach more things in life like that. Mm-hmm. Like, what's going on over there? What can I do? Can I make a difference? How can I make that be fun?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, we, are we having a fundraiser? Let's make it a dance party. You know, like, how can we make it more interesting? I think leadership doesn't have to be old and dull. I think making a difference doesn't have to be. Serious and not fun mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: no, like yeah full, like, this is you, this is me this is like i I <laughs> love it is, this is us the, yes. you know <laughs> this is great. Carrie, thank you so much. this is so this has been I you know I really enjoy talking to you. you're amazing
0: thanks, ran i I really enjoyed talking to you too. I wanted to hear more about your sense of smell because
1: <laughs> that's really interesting to me, so
0: maybe we could have a follow- up discussion about that because. You live in an like a, a opposite world of me, and I'm, I'm very curious about that. For
1: sure. And listen, to, to wrap it up, if I can go back rewind a little bit to the photo of you walking in this weird solitude of your, mm-hmm. uh, you mm-hmm. know, well, in a way, it's time to kind of reflect and, and, and take stock. And um, for, in terms of service network leadership, what we say is that the, the real value of, of what you can get in your own life is to be connected to other people and that your network, mm-hmm. in fact, helps feed, will feed your soul, nourish your soul. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, it's good to be alone and it's good to be out in the forest and in, in, in the big sky and in the, the big mountains. But but your network, you have different tribes, right? So you have the tribe of the yeah. Green Party. You have the tribe of...
0: The Anosmia Anosmia, yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, like who knows? And they can all feed and give you that strength and that community. Yeah.
0: You're spot on with that. Thank you so much for joining
2: me, Randall Fancy, for this episode of Shooting and Roll. I'm really Wrong, I appreciate everyone who takes some time out of their day to give Sherry and Rahal a listen. So get out there, make amazing photos, and be sure to appreciate how amazing the world is. Gratitude and a sense of humor.